Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm David. And I'm Nate. Today we are joined by Joel Porter of Land and Lake Restaurant here in Andersonville. Joel is the general manager of Land and Lake, a local restaurant that focuses on serving a variety of approachable American classics using locally sourced ingredients. Their bar menu focuses primarily on local and regional beer and liquors. They also have a vast American-made wines. Welcome, Joel. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? All right. So my name is Joel Porter. Um, I'm originally from Connecticut. Um, I moved to Chicago about two and a half years ago now. Um, kind of just on a whim, I did the thing where people would pack up a car and just drive to a city they don't know, um, which even to me is surprising because it seems so outlandish of a thing to do. But once I once I got here, I kind of just started looking for jobs within this industry. And I started with the first Land and Lake downtown um, as a bar manager, and then quickly moved to assistant general manager position. And then a little while after that, was promoted to the GM of the, the Wacker location. Um, then as the company decided to open a new location, I moved up here and have been welcomed wonderfully to um, the Andersonville neighborhood. So I'm very happy to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about Land and Lake Andersonville? What are you known for? Um, so our whole concept in general is um, elevated but approachable Midwest classics. So we um, feature items like uh, burger, or roasted chicken. We have some pasta dishes. We have um, some barbecue driver wings. It's all very comfortable and very approachable, um, but still a little elevated. So it can be a date night or it can be a casual happy hour hangout spot. So um, we definitely like to have that, that neighborhood feel even in the downtown location, more specifically here, it, it works really well. So. Yeah. When I saw Ruben on the menu, I was like sold. Cause if yeah. someone carries a solid Ruben, like there is a following of folks right? and I'm yeah. Working. And, and the cool thing about, I mean, most of our menu items, but even more specifically, the, the Ruben is that we make everything in house. So we corner our own beef, we make our own thousand Island. Um, all of our dresses and sauces and prepared by us. And you can definitely notice that if, if you're a Ruben lover, that that we do we do a lot of hard work to make it great. And you do it effortlessly because it is yeah. a solid sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it is great. I mean, a lot of our menu items I fall too in love with and they become like, I still crave them even like two years later. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> just what down, are, what are some of your favorites? Um, I speak way too highly of the burger but it really is that good it's so simple it's just like two small smash patties but our thousand island dressing goes on there our house pickles and it's so simple but so good and we got in reviews even here downtown as well that some people say it's the best burger they've had which um is definitely a, a big statement to make but it's it's so simple and so good um our Shrimp and grain salad, which um, we're actually featuring in the Taste of Andersonville, is um, definitely a uh, an item that people seek out and and, and enjoy a lot. So fresh and yeah. light still. Can you uh, talk a little bit more about that? Uh, what made you uh, pick that one for the Taste of Andersonville? Um, it's just insanely popular. So we figured that um, it would be something easy that we could produce for um for a bigger crowd, but also it is something that um, people come back time and time again for. 
Um, I actually had a guest last week. She said that as soon as she found out we opened here, she came right here to get that salad because she had been going downtown to get it. So it's um it's one of those like things that I have this strange obsession with the burger, but people have the same the same feeling towards that salad. Um, and it's just the marinated shrimp, some goat cheese, some quinoa, pickled onion. Um, again, very simple, very approachable, but it has a taste that, that people follow. I love it because it sounds refreshing, especially in like these hot summer days, uh, which I love Chicago in the summer. And it sounds like you make it sound so simple, but it's so refreshing. And mm -hmm. having like that food memory that that person's driving across town to get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Um, so you're participating in our, uh, for the first time in Taste of Andersonville, um, where you'll be welcoming close to 300 people um, throughout the course of uh, a time limit for um, really just a great food cruise. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good way to put that. In Andersonville. Uh, so if you love food and you like to experience multiple restaurants, uh, Land and Lake is definitely on route um, for the shrimp and uh, grain salad. Have yeah, you and had such a, um, an influx of 300 people within a four hour period? Um, <laughs> we like have not yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have not yet. And I mean, being new to Chicago, these cool things that neighborhoods do, like Taste of Andersonville, I personally haven't had the chance to participate in myself. Um, so I'm curious from, it'll be a unique perspective to see it from this side the first time. Um, but but yeah, we're, we're ready for it and geared up and excited to kind of make ourselves known a little more in the neighborhood and be on that list with all these other awesome restaurants. Um, yeah, I think it's a great thing, kind of food, food brings everyone together. So why not the, the neighborhood? I love that. Uh, you've been called out in a few different publications uh, since you've opened. Um, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Well-deserved. Um, what made you choose to come to Andersonville and open up Landon Lake here in this spot? Yeah, so the, the concept, like I, like I said before, is it's, very, it's very comfy and very inviting and definitely even downtown still has that neighborhood characteristic of just being so approachable. Um, but our owners actually live just a few blocks away. So this is their neighborhood as well. Um, and they, in putting this concept here, wanted a bar or a restaurant that they would also want to go to in their own neighborhood. Um, so I, I think that was one of the big influences in making sure that we pay tribute to the neighborhood with our murals or some of our um, Swedish stuff, which we um, decorate with. Um, the owner actually went to the Swedish museum and bought some of it, some also through shops that are locally just to, to pay tribute to that as well. Um, but I think they just wanted a, a nice neighborhood spot that they would also um, dine in. So it kind of just kind of just worked. That's great. Well, I believe you opened up earlier this year in April. Can you uh, kind of touch base on uh, what it's like opening during a pandemic and how you've been navigating the COVID-19 situation? Yeah, so we had been open most of the pandemic in general with our other restaurants. Um, Nicole, who is one of the co-owners, she is very on top of making sure protocols are followed and signage is posted and staff stays um, within the guidelines that are provided to us. 
Um, but I think also having had that practice in the very beginning, um, we were able to implement things very easily here and make sure that we were keeping our staff safe, us safe, as well as the guests that were dining with us at the time. Um, but it was definitely very strange and we were a little weary about how it would be opening when we did. Um, it was definitely getting close to the time where we thought that masks would come off shortly or, or something might happen. But when we did open, we were still in the midst of all the four people to a table, only this many people inside, this many outside. Um, but what is unique, I think, in the Andersonville neighborhood is how how considerate everyone is. Um, it still surprises me, even three months later, that um, if there's a rule that we're following because we have to, then the neighborhood people also are as well. And that made our, our life very easy um, trying to navigate that, that unknown area at the time. We're very fortunate that a lot of our community members, just like the owners who are local, uh, are very mindful of uh, our business district, not only like the owners and the institutions, but like staff um, and the employees, because uh, it's kind of like an ecosystem where one supports the other, the other supports the other. And uh, we want to make sure that everyone's safe, uh, especially through a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and I mean, having worked in River North and the Gold Coast, and then up here since last year and worked in um just different places during late it still just blows my mind how considerate this neighborhood is and how and in general how welcoming they've been to us and it's been i'm still waiting for someone to pull back a curtain and be like ha because it's just like it blows it blows my mind it really how genuine how genuine this neighborhood is l and m restaurant group has quite a few different restaurants throughout the city of chicago uh can you give us a little background on the group and uh, the differentiations of um, here in Andersonville and the rest of the the group. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think because we are under the umbrella of LM Restaurant Group, um, people have a feeling that we're we're a little bigger and disconnected sometimes than we are. But it's it's the complete opposite. So um, we are operating three restaurants currently. It's this Land and Lake, the one downtown, and then Grant Park Bistro, which is in the Essex Hotel. Um, along with that, there's some wedding venues, um, like Lacuna, um, City View Lofts. We also just acquired LM Studio, which is in the same building as Grand Park Bistro. Um, but even with all of those things going on and a few more things, it's still so hands-on, especially by ownership or by the other management. Um, like I had mentioned prior, the owners live just a few blocks from here, which, um, is great. They pop in and out all the time. They're constantly in touch. Um, so it still has that that big operation feel at times, but it's definitely more so like a, a mom and pop kind of feel of, of keeping things going and keeping the family motivated and keeping the team team all on the same page. Um, so as big as sometimes it may seem to some, it's still, it's it's so small and so welcoming of a, of a company. Right, and I think that's the most important part, especially when you're doing a neighborhood-based organization restaurant. Um, can you tell us a little bit about some of the most re rewarding parts of uh, your job, especially working at Land Lakes Andersonville? Yeah, so I'm only I'm only 27 years old. So to even just get the opportunity to have been a GM at two of the restaurants at 27 years old, it's still um, 27. 27. <laughs> Jeez, that's yeah. fantastic. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I definitely work very hard to get the opportunities that I get, but also just to have gotten the opportunity with LM to be taken under their wing and kind of led through the opening of a restaurant during a pandemic or uh, given the, the chance to be a GM at a restaurant downtown right on the river um, is, is still very humbling to me and very motivating at the same time. But I, I think having my young mindset still, I think it translates well and is rewarding when my staff respects respects me because I respect them, which is my biggest thing is I don't, I'm not the guy that walks in a room and I demand the respect from my staff or I demand that people um, see me as a big tough guy. Like I'm, I'm rewarded when I know that they trust me enough to come to me with a problem because they genuinely know that I'll, I'll help to fix it or, um, or that we get through a crazy shift and then everybody's still, still fine and ready to go for the next day, you know? Um, so it's those, it's those little things that I find in team building and, and respect and opportunity that, that I find rewarding for sure. Do you have any uh, mentors or folks that you look up to, to kind of have that mentality? Because that's not common in the food service industry. Yeah, it's not. And I mean, not that I make it my mission to kind of show that you can be a good guy and be a good manager, uh, but without even going on my way to show that it just is inherent in the way that I do it. I, I definitely get more criticism, especially from mentors I have had that I have to be more of a tough guy and more of this, but I've seen it work when I don't have to be that evil restaurant manager or the, or the guy that's like leering over your shoulder as you're taking orders because you just messed the other one up, you know? Um, but I do envy the, the ease that comes along with being the mean manager. I, I definitely like take on a lot a lot more responsibility to make sure that things are running more smoothly and keeping the staff happy. Um, but a main motivator in that is that a happy staff will treat the guests the way that they should be treated. And I think, especially in opening this and hiring my staff myself and moving along that, um, it's translated um, very apparently in, in our reviews from the neighborhood and how great the staff is and how happy um, their server was. So, um, I mean, Mentors wise, Cyril, he's the operations manager currently the GM at um at the at Grant Park Bistro. And he has found that balance that I'm still learning and still growing into of of he walks in a room and there's that demand of respect, but so approachable and, and so likable. Um and his resume is stellar. And like one day I, I hope that that's that's gonna be me. But um but yeah, and I mean, I think even just respecting Stefan a lot, who's one of our co-owners, um, he's, he's definitely taught me a lot about what it means to run a business and grow it, but still be super involved and still keep that family um, atmosphere. So yeah, I've had, I've had some, some great mentors through, through the past even couple of years of, of working for LM. That's awesome. Nate and I are over here. Like we've definitely been in the food service uh, industry we were like we wish you were <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean that the entire time you were talking like that it's like wow what I what I would have done to have you as my uh, my GM yeah and I mean sometimes it does bite me in the butt and I do always say that I'm definitely a manager if you don't appreciate pre appreciate me now you'll appreciate me as, as soon as you don't have me but <laughs> that's all but, um, yes that is true 
but it's also it's it's great because uh, especially from a, such a young I shouldn't even say that from a mature 27 manager that there's hope for so many people who are coming into the industry as hiring right now is is tough mm-hmm. everywhere that uh, there are folks out there like you that uh, can bring in these folks and feel comfortable, feel at home and feel honestly safe during a pandemic. So yeah. yeah, and I feel like that's more important now than ever when so many people have left this industry after after things closed down. Um, and showing that it doesn't have to be this hostile kind of environment we deal with enough, you know, day to day. We deal with people all up and down the spectrum. So um, I genuinely just want to be that support and we'll, we'll get through this and we'll do it, you know. Well, speaking of loyalty, uh, Landon Lake just <laughs> started a new program. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So we just um, launched our loyalty program. Um, which we're definitely coming hot out the gate with the rewards that we're giving for it. Um, we set it up. So if two people dine with us five times, um, we give $50 in rewards back. Um, so on average, our person average is about $25 a person. So spend $50 five times. We, we pay for dinner for you. The sixth, um, which we've had a few people already redeem it. Um, and even our, our, computer software that we do it through tells us we're giving too much, but we just want to make sure that, especially in this first couple of rounds of people, people coming out during this and maybe not feeling completely safe yet, that we're rewarding them for their loyalty um, and giving back to the neighborhood that's kept us, started us and kept us going through the the past few months, so. And does this cover all of the restaurants? Um, As of now, no, it's only us here. Um, Oh, nice, thank you. I can get in, yeah, I can get into the, the software side of it, but we're operating on a different um, POS system here than the other restaurants. Um, I'm sort of piloting it here and seeing what we can do with it in the other places. But um, yeah, so for now, it's just here. So, well, as a community who loves food, we appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does it include uh, to go orders as well or dine in? Um, both, however you want to redeem it. Yeah. So even if when you order online, you can also earn points that way as well. So, um, and we do get a very decent amount of takeout orders, which is nice because, um, even someone will walk in smiling and be like, thanks for being in the neighborhood. Thanks for being open and welcome. And like, it's just, like I said, prior, I haven't been in restaurants. I mean, not forever, but having been in restaurants for the last 10, 11 years, I've never worked in a neighborhood like this one. We're definitely happy to have you. Joel, can you um, let us know a little bit about how the name Landon Lake came about? So Landon Lake is, in general, our concept is Midwest classics. Um, and we wanted to pay homage to the land and the lake that, that were the Midwest is. Um, we, sold, we source all of, our, all of our products from the Midwest, whether it's for food or alcohol. Um, the alcohol is... The bar program in general is uh, a little different than most. We don't have any of the big name brands. We um, use all local small distilleries. Um, what I say to tables and guests when they ask about it, I'm like, well, we source everything from this state or the states that touch us. Um, and in that, we find a lot of great things that aren't offered at most places. Um, and I also have like the distillers and stuff come in to train my staff on 
on the taste and the notes and how things are just so that they can have those selling points. Um, and it's nice when a guest gets kind of excited, like, oh, I haven't heard of this bourbon. Can you tell us about it? I'm like, yeah, I actually can because I, I um, am passionate about making sure that, especially now whenever supporting small, small business as a small business. Joel, working with um, Landon Lake, you folks have a wonderful bar menu. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the menu itself and the cocktails? Yeah, so along with featuring local spirits, um, we also like to build all of our cocktails around that that sort of sense of local. Um, so our main spirits we use are Almighty, which are made right in Northbrook. But we always we play with with fruity and sweet. Um, and a lot of the questions people always ask is, oh, I don't want something too sweet. But um, we build all of our own simple syrups, all of our own flavors in-house as well. So we make sure that we balance the drinks well, we make them approachable, we still keep them fun with fun names, um, like the Pink Lady or the Papa Don't Peach, which is a peach ginger iced tea, peach vodka drink. Um, and we feature those popular ones um, on our happy hour as well. So. Um, you can try them during a happy hour at a great price and then realize it's great to also come back and have that same drink at full price. So we, we definitely, we definitely focus on just, just making drinks fun and, and keeping them and keeping them light and approachable. Do you have a favorite cocktail type? Um, I would probably say either the green and grass or the pink lady are, are my two favorites. The green and grass, we infuse the vodka with cucumbers ourselves, and we make um, a lemongrass simple syrup. So it's one of the cocktails that we usually end up carrying along through all the seasons. So it's great and refreshing during the summer, but it still has that, that ode to summer when you're bundled up in the winter, you know? Do you have a favorite cocktail season? that you're like, oh, summer of 2020 is like the best cocktail season? Um, I think I might be a fall guy. I like fall flavors and that that warmth of fall. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely, a pumpkin spice latte is my kryptonite. So if I can make that alcoholic in some way, um, <laughs> we'll go along with it. I was just about to ask, because I'm a fall person myself. And I was like, what do you do with a pumpkin spice latte? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Katie, our um, bar manager at the downtown location is in charge of uh, our bar menu and she comes up with some really cool creative stuff. So um, we'll definitely influence her in, in the way that I get what I want on the menu as well. But um, but yeah, she's, she's great at what she does. All right, do you wanna move into rapid fire questions? Or is there anything else you'd like to ask, David? Honestly, I want to know about the patio because uh, we had our vintage market this past weekend and uh, so many folks were like, what's the best place to eat around uh, here? And the first thing I think about in summertime is the best patios and you have a beautiful patio mm -hmm. and it wasn't always like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when we took over, we installed um, some steel metal beams and an awning over the patio um, and added some flowers, um, some plants, some greenery, and kind of made it comfortable and light and still um, hold true to what Land of Lake is. So um, it's a beautiful space. It's hard that it's in the back. Um, 
and not many people know it's back there. Um, so a lot of times someone will come in like, oh no, we'll sit inside. I'm like, well, before you sit down, come look at the patio. And I like drag people back there just to see it because it's a great space. Um, and it definitely fills up. The weekends have been great back there specifically. Um, we're working on adding some ceiling fans and getting it a little more cozy and, and breezy because um, it is fenced and covered, which makes it great for a rainy day or, or definitely just weatherproof in general. It's one of my favorite patios, like with the green space. And you also put green in front with that beautiful planter. Um, I've caught people walking by and like touching it to see mm -hmm. a like how solid it is because that's a beautiful planter and it must have been custom but the flowers that just burst from it is just so happy and it's yeah. a nice thing to see when you're walking down clark street this beautiful like moment you can have with the abundance of flowers yeah and it's funny because we've been working on our street presence um because it's we're here you know, those flowers are definitely there. Um, but we they, we get notes that people walk by or they don't see it right away. Um, so we're actually working on installing front windows that open. Um, in the next four to six weeks, um, it should be installed. So we'll have an opening to the street. Um, but the funny thing with the flowers is that as soon as we got that installed, and it was custom built by, by our metal worker, Boris, but he um, as soon as the flowers got in, I was standing here with Stefan, who's one of the owners, and He's like, what are they doing? And we look out there and there's two people walking by taking a selfie with the flowers. So not even five minutes after it happened. So I'm like, okay, Stefan, that, that was a good idea. I caught the eye enough for a selfie. So <laughs> You have to have a little sign that uh, with your Instagram handle. Yeah, definitely. Right. <laughs> That's super exciting to know that you'll be opening up the windows because yeah. it's a whole different presence on Clark Street. Yeah, we've been talking about it for the past month. Um, but finally has been ordered date it's been set so the next four to six weeks um we should get that that rolling excellent uh you do have one of the most beautiful murals uh within the restaurant can you tell us a little bit about the artist and uh the painting yeah so jason brammer is the one that did these murals he also does murals in all of our restaurants um in one way or another, Stefan likes to bring in an artist and do those um, small things. But this one was special because it was kind of paying, paying tribute to this neighborhood. And um, it's a combination of the historically landmarked buildings up and down Clark Street. Um, I mean, most of them within a few blocks of our actual location. Um, so you, you do see a lot of guests walking through, they'll, they'll stop and then reminisce on memories, especially especially if it's an older couple that knows this building as this and now it's this. And um, the Jason Brammer's wife did a lot of the research and we actually keep um, like a guide to all the buildings right by right by the mural near the host stand that kind of breaks down the buildings when they're historic and mark what they were used for um, and where they're currently located, like how um, their actual address is when it's not kind of pieced together to make make the whole landscape mural that's awesome so you can literally take an architectural tour within your restaurant yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> okay we're gonna do rapid fire questions just means we're gonna say them quickly at you you do not have to say them quickly back okay um, connecticut or chicago style pizza connecticut <laughs> 
For I have to. You I are to. listening, <laughs> and you define Connecticut pizza. Um, it brick oven, fired, thin crust, um, light sauce, nice little burnt bubble cheese. Um, Frank Pepe's is is the way it's done. <laughs> there are wars in Connecticut about the best pizza place. There really are. There really are for sure. <laughs> So you uh, kind of talked earlier on your favorite item on the menu to eat, but do you have a favorite item to make? I definitely am like a pot roast kind of guy, um, which we do also have in our menu, but um, that's my meal that I tell my mom I want every time I go back home to visit. So um, I try to do the same when I want to feel a little bit at home, but. Oh, I love that. Um, If you had to work front of the house or back of the house, front of the house for sure <laughs> any desire to go to the dark side um i actually in high school did a two-year culinary program thinking i wanted to be in the back of the house and i'm glad i did that when i did so that i knew now um i definitely prefer to be out here <laughs> uh is there another restaurant in the city of chicago that you think it does a really good job um or does something really cool that you like to shout out I don't get out much. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, like I'm all on the same work schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, even locally to here, just a couple blocks down, Birdcage opened recently. Um, and I think their whole concept's really awesome. Their cocktail menu looks great. Um, their venue is beautiful. Um, and I think having that venue, when they're able to have performers and stuff back, having that, that drag space here and have that that welcoming part of the community, I think, is is a great thing to have in this neighborhood. Oh my god, it's huge! It's absolutely yeah. huge. Um, favorite summer, if you have the time to activity. Are you a walk by the lake type of guy? Do you want to read on a bench, or you just want to work like the rest of us? <laughs> I mean, what I end up doing is definitely working through through all of summer. But um, I definitely hang out in by the lake. I bring my hammock down there sometimes during some trees and just, just relax. And it's has the sense of being an ocean and being from Connecticut kind of also gives me that little, that little piece of home. Um, but I, I'm definitely just a, a relax and take the day as it comes kind of person when I have the time. If Landon Lake had a soundtrack, who would be the uh, Spotify playlist uh, lead picture? Um, well, what it would be as it is now, probably definitely just a more classic rock kind of like, um, I can't think of a, a name off the top of my head for some reason. Van Morrison, um, Tom Petty. Yeah, yeah, Tom Petty. <laughs> Tom Petty would be perfect. But I think what would be even funnier is when Stefan opened the first one, he wanted to play country music. So he, um, he did <laughs> nice. for the first, and he did for the first week until he, um, got a review about the music and then they changed it to a more classic rock kind of thing but it's it's funny because he's just like a chill french guy and country music is his go-to is what he listens to so <laughs> that's amazing yeah <laughs> do you have a favorite cooking movie or cooking scene i don't know why what comes to my head automatically is ratatouille in general but <laughs> i feel like there's definitely a better more substantial answer but um I think I'll just stick with Ratatouille. I mean, that's pretty solid. We have um, in two weeks, right before the Taste of Andersonville, we're uh, showing the 100-foot journey, 
which I've never seen. My go-to would be uh, Julia, Julia, only because I can watch Meryl Streep play Julia Charles over and over again. <laughs> I think I have seen it, but not in a while. So I, I think it, it's a good suggestion to, to watch again. Okay, if you had the opportunity to switch with any other GM to run a business in Andersonville for one day, with no responsibility whatsoever, uh, what business would that be? Interesting. Um, I think that I might want to see, since it's such a staple in the neighborhood, probably Lady Gregory might be a cool, a cool place to see. And they always seem to be busy, and I thrive in that that busy feeling. So I think I think Lady Gregory would be the one that I would choose. That's a solid answer because Lady Gregory's is amazing. Yeah. And they seem like such a staple. I mean, I've just moved back up this way in the beginning of the month. So aside from basically living and sleeping in this restaurant, I haven't gone out and explored enough yet. So still time. Still time left in the summer. <laughs> Welcome back to the neighborhood. Thank you. One more. I was wondering if there was anything that you really wanted to add to the menu or anything, any type of food that you really wanted to bring. See, my mind automatically goes to what are the people asking for? Because that's kind of what we've been trying to do here is listen and tweak and adjust. And um, we definitely have had a lot of inquiries on vegan dishes or more seafood, um, which in the last few weeks, we added a vegan portobello burger and we added a fish sandwich. Um, but I think, yeah, maybe delving more into um, a little bit more seafood or maybe some more like defined vegan or vegetarian dishes would probably add, add some, some lightness and some good flavors to the menu. That's a solid answer. I got nothing for that. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Joel, thank you so much for joining us today. Is there anything that you want to do as a shout out uh, for Landon Lake uh, for those who are listening? Yeah, so we have um, our happy hour Tuesday to Thursday, four to five thirty, um, and Friday and Saturday from or Friday and Sunday from three to five. Um, and then we also offer a mimosa lunch, um, specifying the lunch because we don't have our full brunch menu here. Um, we offer our all day menu, but for just eighteen dollars, you get an hour and a half of mimosas from eleven to three from Saturday and Sunday. Um, which personally, I think a burger could soak up more mimosas and keep you going a little longer than than a regular brunch menu. Um, but other than that, no, I don't, I don't have anything else. And I really appreciate the opportunity. It's been fun. Thank you guys. Excellent. And if uh, folks wanted to check out uh, Landon Lake, uh, what's the best way to reach you? Um, either through our website, um, which is landonlakeaville.com. Um, and then on Instagram, um, also landonlakeaville which we're constantly on and constantly monitoring. So um, we're happy to answer any questions or take any recommendations that people might have. Thank you for joining us today, Joel. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about Landon Lake Andersonville, visit them on Instagram at Landon Lake Aville or their website at www.landonlakeandersonville.com. Show notes on today's episode can be found at andersonville.org. Join us on Wednesday, August 11th for our annual Taste of Andersonville. Landon Lake will be joining us along with 21 other restaurants that will serve food, beverages, and desserts. 
A portion of all sales will be donated to the Swedish American Museum. Tickets can be purchased on Night Out or at Andersonville.org. We hope to see you on Clark Street. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce and currently recorded on Zoom. We thank you for your listenership, and if you like the podcast, please subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. We are also actively looking for podcast sponsors to sustain our projection. Please email us at info at andersonville.org for more information. Thank you for your continued support, for staying active in our community, and for staying always Andersonville.